with sound. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the new movie, See How They Run, directed by Tom George, starring Sam Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan, Adrian Brody, Ruth Wilson, Reese Shearsmith, Harrison Dickinson, and David Oyelowo. So this is a brand new film... A brand new whodunit, and for me, I feel like we've been doing a lot of movies that have not had a lot of marketing. I think the like the most recent movie we did or two most recent movies we did had marketing, but for this one, this one had like medium amounts of marketing. Yeah. Like I remember seeing the trailer once or twice before this. Oh really? Um, Wait, where in the theater? Yeah, I've definitely yeah I've definitely seen the trailer before. And I keep getting this movie mixed up with Amsterdam, which is the movie with um, Margot Robbie yeah. and and all that. So, like, I kind of get those confused. But I had definitely seen this trailer before. So I guess with you, Carmela, since it seems like you don't really have... I don't think you've seen I, it before, nah. the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> what were your expectations, context, your preconceived notion on the movie See How They Run? I, yeah, like... I didn't even I don't even think I saw a trailer. I don't even know how this movie like how I like became aware of it. I think I honestly maybe saw something floating around Twitter that was like talking about it. I don't even know. All I knew was Sir Sharonin was in it and it was a whodunit and that's literally all I needed to like be bought in. I was like, all right, yeah. That's all you really needed to know, honestly. That's, Social running, <laughs> that's all you need to know, honestly. I know. And it was totally worth it. But yeah, like it, it has been like really bizarre with like these mixed mixture of like marketing budgets, I guess, for like uh, these movies recently. But yeah, like even this movie, like I don't know if it was even like a wide release or if it's even in theaters anymore at this point i don't know if it's been like a month or so but it did feel not super like like it wasn't really being like advertised or pushed like into the public consciousness it was like pretty small like kind of low-key um only if you're a real fan of like whoever was in it you might have seen it but yeah like you saw like trailers for this like in, in front of which movies like i'm curious i'm like where did you see this I can't even tell you that. I could like remember seeing it though, because it one of the jokes that I really like was in the trailer, and I heard it again in the movie. Um, but I don't even. Remember. I think it was an AMC film for sure. Like it was an AM. I watched an AMC. I saw this trailer. Uh, I couldn't okay. tell you which movie it was, but I think it was definitely AMC. But that's crazy. So you pretty much came in blind with this. Like you kind of just yeah. knew and that was about it. Yeah, basically. I'm I'm also not surprised at the AMC thing because they play like. 10 trailers before like every movie they play like so much yeah like 30 minutes worth of trailers yeah like, that's the point <laughs> of having this showtime if you're not gonna abide by it <laughs> but yeah for me i i watched the trailer once or twice uh i kind of knew the gist of it what is what like what the style of movie was going to be i was for sure i for sure knew social ronin's gonna be in it because i love social <laughs> ronin and like was like oh my god this is a role that i haven't seen her play before so um i saw that and my expectations are kind of medium just because like yeah so Sharon's in it but it was also a movie that like seemed like a movie that just took up a name on the marquee took up a name like in a movie poster that you walk past or whatever it didn't really seem anything that would be groundbreaking or anything that would like impact me in a big way i just knew that like so Sharon's in it and it's just like whodunit film i didn't know if it was gonna be good or bad or how i actually felt about it in general i was just kind of like gonna go into it and see how it was but yeah like i just i just that's all i knew social ronin movie poster trailer that's it <laughs> that's all you no needed. crazy expectations yeah that's all i needed social ronin actually is all i needed and then that's it we're good i could watch the movie <laughs> but i guess with that i guess we get into the point where i warn you about the spoilers that we're gonna get into this is a fairly new film um, so if you haven't watched the film yet, go ahead, watch it, come back, listen to this episode. If you want to spoil it for yourself for the reason, go right ahead. Keep listening. I suggest you don't do that, though, because, yeah, you should just watch movies in general. Um, but with that, Carmelo, do you want to give a little plot summary of the film, See How They Run? 
In the West End of 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. Whoa, not <laughs> murdered. <laughs> uh, so I guess with the plot summary of the film, Carmela, I know you, even after watching it, you had kind of like a, like this intense feeling towards it. Whoa. You kind of had like a movie high where you're just like, <laughs> you're just so stoked about it. So I want to know after a couple of days of just kind of simmering with it, how do you feel about the movie? How do you feel about coming? How did you feel about coming out of it? Just because, like, when you came up to me, you were kind of, like, really stoked on it. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> and you kind of compared it to the, to the like, the flash-in-the-pan feeling that we had for Malignant, which was, uh, again, a very, very crazy feeling we all had. We had, like, this, like, crazy rush of uh, adrenaline. But for this particular movie, how did you feel about it? And how did you... <laughs> sort of gets the point where you're like oh my god i feel like that's how i'm looking it <laughs> <laughs> so how did you feel about it oh man i was just i guess i just felt like yes so happy and like just excited i think coming out that's obviously always a great feeling like after like a movie feeling that way yeah and i think i feel like that was probably the intended like reaction maybe like just like this pure delight and like fun and i i guess that carried through with like you know my reaction like all the way through the parking lot but yeah like i i was like just so i i can't think of another word other than delight but i feel like i was just so pleased with what i saw and like it was just i think it was just so fun it was a lot more funny than i thought it would be and i definitely laughed like a lot out loud and I don't want to say, like, that's rare or anything, but I just, like, didn't expect to, like, you know, you know, like, full-on, like, have a, like, you know, laugh-out-loud moments um, in the theater at, like, 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like, I don't know. It was kind of nice. It was, like, a good vibe. But, yeah, I guess, like, after sitting with it, it's definitely, like, a movie... I don't know. I feel like it'd be a movie, like, a comfort movie, almost. Like, I could put on, like, in the background kind of thing. It's, like... I wouldn't say, like, by any means it's this brilliant groundbreaking like insane movie that i'm gonna like recommend to everyone it's just like it's it's gonna sit in a different kind of category for me in terms of like oh yeah i just kind of want to like a feel good like maybe mystery funny whodunit you know i'm gonna throw that on kind of vibe um and i know what what movie to turn to and then like a last piece of this is just like i think see a search ronan like really in a such a different role from what I think you and I are used to and let alone like you know speaking in her mother tongue like you know with straight up like in her accent like it was just really cool to see her um just like very natural in this role too like it didn't feel like she was like trying too hard or anything like that she was just very naturally like funny um and I think she has like pretty great like comedic chops like if she does like fall into this type of role in the future but yeah, like I, I think overall I just like had such a good time, and like the malignant comparison was, I think, I, I guess it's been a while since I'd felt that way because that's probably why I was like, oh, the last time I felt like this was like malignant, and I'm like, oh my god, is that sad? That was like a year ago. <laughs> but yeah, like how I know you've seen this movie twice now. How was like your first initial reaction at, compared to like your second reaction to this movie? So my first reaction was definitely like pleasantly surprised, like super duper pleasantly surprised. Like, wow, that was really good. <laughs> Cause like, again, like I said earlier, I didn't have any sort of expectations. I just like knew social random was in a minute and that was about it. I didn't know it was going to be like this very funny, uh, comedic, um, pretty much meta whodunit, which is a really fun genre, I think. And it's hard to do something different with that kind of thing with whodunits just cause like, We've seen so many, um, but I'll get into it later. But it was just like a joy. It was just so fun. Like me and Sophia were like, also kind of where you're at. We're like, wow, that was so good. Like I'm, I'm laughing. We were coding a lot of the lines to each other and just like making fun of it and not make fun of it, but also having fun with it afterwards, just like reciting lines and stuff like that. And it was just really fun. And, and just thinking about it is just like, damn, like, I don't know. It, it, I think it's something, it, it's beautiful that like, like you said, like it's not a groundbreaking film, but it's still bringing you joy. Like not everything 
needs to be a groundbreaking thing to like impact someone totally something as this like it's just it's just such a cool thing to be like enjoy something that isn't like necessarily that's gonna change people's lives or anything it's just it was fun it's still gonna continue to be fun when we watch it in the future or when you repeat watch it it just felt it just feels so nice to not have to like i guess for a movie to carry the burden of being like super duper awesome or fantastic or anything that it was just like a good film it wasn't below average it wasn't mediocre it was just good like straight up good and like you said too i have the same feeling of i think this movie will be a comfort movie in the future um something that like i could just throw on or something that like you know i kind of feel like laughing and i could just put this on but yeah my first time was just really pleasantly surprised and happily happily surprised to be to have so much fun with this movie I was also laughing out loud both times, the first and second, and just like literally laughing out loud and just having fun with it. And I think the crowd did too, if I remember correctly. But the second time too, it was just the same amount of fun as the first time. Like I was enjoying it as much as I did the first time. And even now simmering on it, like I keep talking to Sophia and like, when should we watch that again? (laughs) I was like, when do you think next week? Like I'm just like asking Sophia and like trying to figure out a date to like watch this again because I just had so much fun with it. And it was just, it's just really fun. And, and just to get into, like, the basic parts of the film, um, it's based on an Agatha Christie novel, The Mousetrap, which is actually a play in London that's still running and still going on. Um, Agatha Christie, for who, those who don't know, is a famed whodunit author. Death on the Nile, Murder on the Oriental Express. Like, all her books, I think, are just whodunits. Like, she's, like, the mastermind between, uh, behind, like, all these whodunits and, like, all those mov- uh, novels that people read and get into. Even Knives Out, another whodunit film, pays homage to the author in that matter. But, yeah, it's just an interesting, like, uh, a whodunit on top of whodunit. Like, being a movie about this play, about this book that's about, like, someone killing someone and then that someone dies or whatever it's like a a layers of whodunits in this movie and i think it's really fun but just to start it off we've we talked about her so much already but still want to talk about her sorcerer ronin we both love her we both seen her (laughs) um and i think the only movies we watched her in are like little women lady bird and just like very serious suspenseful roles um and it was just uh it's just really funny to see her in this role to be in her native tongue essentially her accent coming out her cracking jokes her not being so serious it's a it's a role that she doesn't typically play but she still kills it and it's still a really fun ride from her and still seeing fun things from her even though like she's not necessarily like a comedian or anything it was fun to see her execute all those funny jokes and execute like her kind of like whimsy very assuming character in this movie um yeah how did you feel about her how did you feel about how she did as sort of in a comedic role yeah she she played this like very earnest policewoman or what was her position whatever like new like employee constable new constable yeah, yeah, vibe like new detective yeah rookie detective or something rookie like detective that, vibes it's like trying way too hard but like in such an honest way that you know she like truly wants to get better she like has no ulterior motive other than to like be good at like whatever she's doing at the moment and like oh man she played it so well she's like like naive like totally like not in tune with like you know the criminal like underworld she's accusing like everyone immediately she's like all right i'm gonna arrest you in the name of the law, in the name of God, like please stop or whatever. <laughs> um, it's good as a confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she she played this so well. It was I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to think like another of another role that might have been sim- remotely similar. Like you know Grand Budapest Hotel. She the movie itself had like you know this whimsical like quality about it but i don't think her character was necessarily like supposed to be like funny or anything yeah i don't know she's just she's just such a great actress like yeah yeah again (laughs) yeah again a testament to you know her range versatility and skill such talent she's amazing love her I have nothing else to say. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Social Rodin fan club, baby. Let's Ooh. go. 
like even yeah like you said even with grand budapest it is has a whimsical element to it um and has some laughs of course but like i think with this film she is like a vocal point of the comedy in this film like a lot of the laughs you get are from her and are from um sam rockwell too but to come out of her and to for her to play it off so well is just like so fun to see and just like made me like yeah <laughs> yeah sorry let's go <laughs> let's, let's like make this really funny joke let's play dumb let's do this let's do that and it was just like fun to see her arrange and see her do something like this because it's always fun to see your favorite actors or actresses to to do to break out of their roles because it's just good for them and good for if they get casted again that they don't essentially go back to the same role that they're always in I just want to say, like, I love that we collectively, like, you and I and Sophia, like, collectively have, like, a roster of, like, our favorite, like, actors and actresses that we just, like, love seeing on screen. So, like, Sir Ronan's one of them. Florence Pugh is obviously one of them. I can't think of a third person, but I'm pretty sure there's someone else. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage Nick is one Cage. of them. <laughs> you know, like, I just love how these, all these people are in our rotation. Every A24, like you know like repeat actor i can't think of anyone right now i'm blanking out but yeah like i it's great to see her like um saoirse ronan like i think the first movie i saw her in was the lovely bones which was like the super depressing like damn she was like a baby in that ya yeah like adaptation and yeah to see her now oh and atonement i don't know if you saw atonement but she was also a baby in that but yeah i never imagined she'd be like at this caliber of like talent and super like stardom so very happy for her yeah i think the first movie i saw her in was probably ladybird honestly if oh I really remember. yeah that's probably the first movie it's funny because i saw a clip of her i don't know if you remember that like internet personality kind of turned tv star fred the one with the high-pitched voice oh. white kid that has like bangs yeah and he, he's from like he a really annoying voice. Right? fred right yeah he's a nickelodeon he came from like youtube first like his all his videos um but there's a clip of like a fred segment or a fred uh, episode was she where sorcia ronan's in That's it and so she, yeah sorcia ronan's in it she like knocks on his door she's like oh my god i'm such a big fan my name is sorcia ronan <laughs> it's like really weird it was she was so young That's so, so like innocent so i guess i gave her a pass on that because i hated fred <laughs> that he was really annoying at the time but yeah it's just funny to see that and also funny to see where she's come from obviously like we both obviously follow her and we have our roster of people that we love um and it's just fun to see her because i don't think i've seen her in a movie in a while yeah. probably ever since little woman and you know yeah so it's kind of been a minute since i saw her and for her to come out like this is really fun but yeah with that since this movie is a whodunit carmela did you have a guess of who done it <laughs> I did not actually. I I had like suspicions, but I had like ten people on that list, so it doesn't. I'm like, okay, yeah, like ten people suspicion. You. I'm like, it was you, you. Had the whole cast. It was you. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you're literally social running. <laughs> Assuming everybody. I connected their characters so much. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know who done it, and like, you know, you reach a point in the middle of the movie like this, and you're like you know what, fuck it, like, I'm not gonna think hard about this anymore, like, I'm not even watching this movie, because I'm trying to figure this shit out, but, yeah, I eventually got to that point, and I just, like, decided to have fun with it. Honestly, I do have thoughts about, like, the ending, and, like, the reveal, and, like, not that it was bad or anything, but I realized, like, this movie wasn't, like, really about, like, who it was in the end, you know? It was, like, kind of about how the movie, like, a like the comedy and b like how it's like kind of self-aware and like how things play out they were like basically playing with like the trope itself and like you know it was like just so much more about like the actual reveal of like who the murder was so i feel like like with that like it it i don't want to say it necessarily felt weak when they were like oh it was this guy and this is why he did it I don't want to say it felt weak, but it was definitely not, like, super important to me. I was just like, oh, okay, like, like that's, right, let's watch the rest of this movie and see how it plays out. Like, it didn't really matter to me, to be honest. Um, so, I don't know how you felt, but how did you feel about, like, that reveal and, like, what are your thoughts on how this movie didn't really, like, focus on that reveal and it focused on other things? Um, I like that. Like, now that you pointed it out, I think... 
the reason being for that is because there are so many other things that we concentrated on because you know it's like it's not that sort of linear movie where we only want to see what happens at the end we kind of are having fun on this trip of like who they think it is who it may be what like what things they might have done to like make them innocent or guilty i think it also speaks volumes on this film particularly because most of whodunits you kind of want to know who it, who, who did it you're very focused on that but I think this movie has a way for us to like focus on that, but also focus on the comedy, focus on these different characters, focus on these different events in which will lead us to figure out who it is or even just like events that like give us red herrings and stuff like that. It was just fun for us to be on that ride and and, and so much that we don't even need to like know who did it or like actually like be invested in that. And also too for the movie it really really played on the whodunit trope it was very meta about it you know like probably like the first couple lines one of it was like it's a whodunit you've seen one you've seen them all when he said that when agent brogy said that that kind of like dropped my guard I was like oh you know what like i guess i could just have fun with this because like that is kind of right you kind of know the formula that whodunits go into you know you're gonna have like your cast of characters the red herrings, the one that looks suspicious, the ones that look really suspicious, but uh, at the end somehow prove their innocence. And then it's someone that you didn't even expect all along. And that, that's essentially like most whodunits. And especially being based off like an Agatha Christie novel, I would assume that like reading her, her books, those eventually will get to the point where like you already know the formula, you already know who did it. But I think with this film in particular, having that sort of meta aspect about like, a whodunit about who whodunit novel slash play really like dives deep into you know multi levels of this film that where we don't even like actually care who did it we just like are kind of in for like how is this movie gonna end more than like who did it i think we're more invested in in the ride and more invested in like sorsha making jokes or sam rockwell being this drunk that's also kind of funny and essentially how this movie plays out and i think that's sort of why like the reveal isn't strong necessarily like it's not really that strong it's just more like he did it like oh yeah okay but then like the aftermath of that of what happens after that is really fascinating and of course the comedic scenes that happened after that as well was really fun and then you have the whole um setup for the ending which adrian brody like sort of like gives you in the middle of the movie yeah like i totally agree that that it's not necessarily like groundbreaking or interesting as regards to like who actually did it but the whole movie itself really used that to its advantage to be something more than just a whodunit it became this like really funny funny ride and and fun film to watch as regards to like who actually did it or if i had a guess i also was on the same boat like i was guessing here and there and just like oh it's them oh it's them and and a lot of the times when i would guess i would just like let that guess go and see how it if my guess was wrong or right because again like it, it obviously was trying to flip the whodunit movie style on its head so i was i did guess someone but then like as it started going on i was like oh maybe it's not them and then like you i was like you know what i'm just gonna like watch it and see what happens yeah. i think the only person that like i could say that i like i firmly thought it was was um david oh yeah <laughs> like i think I think it was his partner or his like co-writer. He was with someone that like Oh, he's like I didn't know what his role nephew was. Nephew or something? Yeah, he said it was his nephew, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. That don't guy. Know. I I kinda thought it was that guy and they kinda framed it to be that guy. But yeah, of course I was wrong. But yeah, I was just sort of like what? Like I did guess that, but I was also just trying to have fun with it. Did you did you ever think you know how they th- made you think Sam Rockwell was the murder did you think for a second it was him a little bit honestly, i did too like, i did too again, actually yeah right? i was like they, oh, they made shit. a compelling case <laughs> yeah oh my god he's so drunk he doesn't like i thought it was gonna become like the psychological thing of like yeah. him being so drunk or being so like down in the dumps that he doesn't remember doing any of it or like he doesn't even like connect the dots of like that he's actually the killer the whole time and the whole like his wife having the same name i was like oh fuck and even though like that happened like maybe like the beginning of the third act i thought like if they did reveal that he was the killer he would run away and it become this whole chase mm-hmm. and this whole thing 
in which that like it would run the, the length time of the movie but again we were wrong we, it was not him it was not <laughs> sam rockwell he's just a drunk he's just he's, someone that doesn't you know i know he's just a sad guy he's, he's down <laughs> yeah he, he's a, a sad sad detective i um, do you wish it was him a part of me did i was like oh man i kind of wished it was him i don't know what do you think a little bit i think i wish it was him because again it's something that like totally flips it on its head yeah like, it's actually the person who's trying to solve the murder Whoa. is the murderer <laughs> and yeah and like the whole the whole like his character in general is just someone that like you do kind of like what are like weary of yeah, like the yeah. way he acts the way he doesn't trust sorcia and it would have been like a, a com- i guess more compelling in the way that like uh detective being the killer then it goes into like if it was him could have been like this whole psychological thing which i could probably talk about later in the rewrite which i probably will but yeah i kind of had an idea i kind of like had a desire for that but then again i was kind of happy with the ending and Mm -hmm. sorcia and his relationship at the end but yeah this movie is just really really fun and i want to like hear you expand more of like why you like it um if there anything else that you didn't like what are the cons or how did this movie make you be in that realm of like this is such a fantastic movie that you're on that movie high like what are other aspects of it that (laughs) you really really like yeah i think i think the meta aspect like really hooked me from the beginning definitely that was like such a strong start in my opinion like i mean despite the fact that it was spoiled to me from sophia that adrian brody was gonna die oh Um, yeah i forgot that sophia did that wow i honestly if i if I wasn't told, I definitely, I honestly wouldn't have guessed it just because I don't know, whatever. It's totally fine. I still enjoyed the beginning <laughs> and like, it was just such a strong start and like set up in that way. And like really like thinking about the movie and the way it like plays out, like it makes me want to see it again uh, in terms of like, because I want to see like, oh, like I wonder if I would have like caught certain things like the second time or I wonder if I would have like, there were like some clues that I missed and like something hidden inside of this like meta narrative that they told you in the beginning that happens in the end that I totally missed kind of thing. So yeah, I think a big part of why I I really enjoyed it from the start was because of the setup of this like self-awareness and that like played really deeply into the comedy too. Like the voiceover in the beginning with Adrian Brody was like totally perfect and he plays like the narrator basically for this movie and then like just the fact that this murder happens like with in like an adaptation of like an original story makes it just it reminded me of scream 3 which is my favorite scream because it's you know it's these actors (laughs) playing out like a real murder and it's like the actor is dying like you know what i mean so i'm like okay i feel like that's a part of why i really enjoyed this because i'm like oh i've seen this before and it's really fun and also like people like playing actor actors playing actors or playing theater actors is just so entertaining because they're always so like over dramatic about it but in such a like fun caricature way like they're playing like into these like character tropes but you can tell they're having so much fun with it i i think i especially enjoyed who did i enjoy really like ruth wilson she i don't know if you ever saw luther on like bbc i only saw like a few episodes but she plays this like psycho serial killer and so she and like seeing her again in this role i was like whoa she's like kind of sketch i'm like whoa is she like she is suspect i I suspected everybody though it didn't matter but anyways yeah like how did you kind of like were you hooked from the beginning of like this meta aspect i know you're like pretty big into like movies that like are self-aware of themselves despite the fact that i feel like deadpool like kind the deadpool film like movies like kind of overplayed this trope but in this in this sense in the whodunit space how did you feel about it I loved it because I think we're both like big meta heads where like we do love it when they're self-aware and able to like play with that aspect of knowing what the tropes are and then kind of flipping on its head and playing with those aspects of it. And I think 
that was really fun too where you kind of have these actors playing actors and not to mention too the way that they portray these characters is a very like whimsical dumb sense of them like kind of being bubbling idiots but still kind of coherent to be smart enough to do certain things and just watching that unfold and watching the sort of meta-ness of it was really funny and and of course for me i'm like oh yeah like once like it became once it became this like movie that like was a commentary on whodunit movies and and those tropes and how they play with it i was immediately hooked and immediately like very like okay you got like you caught my attention like i know that i wasn't excited for this but now i'm actually hooked in and excited for it um and especially the the part of adrian brody's character i knew he died because of the trailer or i was still i like i kind of knew he died from the trailer but also i was trying to see if the movie's gonna flip that as well like for us to think he's dead but then create this scenario in which that he's not dead and then just like his character in general him being the narrator him sort of like going through the whole movie even though he's a dead character narrating it and commenting even on whodunits and and um those tropes like he was a he was this guy that was like trying to shake up the actual whodunit play that they're gonna make into a movie oh my god that's like, so he was true. actually like go on oh yeah yeah he's like trying to like shake it up too and it's like just another level of meta that's such a good point i forgot yeah like he was trying he's trying to be a disruptor of like the making of the film while being a disruptor of the overall film he was someone that mentions whodunits he's the one that says like if you've seen one of them you've seen them all so don't be you know too surprised if you see what you see and then even like aspects of the the fake movie in the movie and then the aspect of the movie he tells us the ending of the film and like he tells us how everything's gonna happen at the end how the killer's gonna reveal himself but the detective is gonna like like get there kind of late where he has a host or the killer has a hostage and he's gonna point the gun at him but his gun jams and then like <laughs> the killer shoots him but his partner jumps in front of him and saves his life like it's he gives us the ending and i kind of already assumed that but i was like all right let's do this like i'm gonna see this in the ending i know it um if not you guys are gonna flip it on its head somehow so i'm very much all for it so yeah just like adrian brody being this like disruption of the whole film was really fun to see and just playing a unique aspect of the film in regards to like in a in a whodunit sense in a trying to figure out who like trying to figure out what happens next sense like he kind of disrupted it in that matter and um i also too love adrian brody fantastic actor um well yeah how did you feel about his character how did you feel about like his ideas and his sort of almost like scumminess as regards to like hitting on people's wives using his kind of fame to his own advantage and also being an american in a in a british film they kind of commented on that as well how did you feel about all that yeah he was great like i i think he was such a great way to set the tone of the movie too like yeah shout out to him i i don't think i've seen him in a while like in movies and for him to pop up like this was great um love seeing him again uh yeah i i don't know he's just one of those hair characters who is so annoying but you still like them they're just so likable in like an annoying way and yeah like inevitable like part of a, a story way I yeah the same way like, yeah you hate who he is but you kind of like his character being there you just like love seeing him on like like because you have no idea what's gonna do next you just like he's just so entertaining like to watch uh or his character was and yeah like down to like even like his death and like the way he died like it was just like you weren't like devastated to see him go because you're like yeah i kind of saw this happening but you're also you also like i don't know i wasn't like devastated but i don't know they just crafted like such a great like character for him he played it like pretty like perfectly to the t honestly and yeah like just touching upon earlier that point you made about like what he was trying to do with the film itself i totally like did not make that connection about how he was trying to like disrupt like you know the genre of like the whodunit in his own film and how he was trying to shake things up and maybe he even like you know got killed for it which might be an interesting thought but i did want to ask you like just jumping back to the actual like reveal and the motive of the murder of the murderer you know his motive so like essentially 
this usher is the brother or had a brother and he i i believe he was murdered by their foster parents and then there was this play or agatha christie created in this in this scenario like agatha christie wrote a play about this tragedy and she effectively like you know profited and exploited this tragedy and became famous and now they're trying to make a movie out of it and so this usher is upset he murders like the director he murders like people involved in the movie so that it's not made or exploited any further what do you think about that sort of like motive and do you think it has any like connection or commentary on like you know whodunits in themselves because they're essentially exploiting a murder for entertainment wow good point good point yeah so that murder is actually um actually real so agatha christie made a novel or yeah made a novel about this person's death and that whole murder and how that happened and then created it into this like entertainment aspect of it and it's like kind of crazy to think about just because like in in the movie watching i'm like oh yeah that's interesting and then like so like we all looked it up and like oh shoot it's actually about real murder which is kind of fucked up but yeah the reveal of that it almost made his uh motive make sense as regards like him just being overall mad about it because i totally understand like if you know my loved one died in a manner that like people were able to like make it into a film and for me not to see any sort of like compensation or even like any sort of consent to be like oh is that okay i think especially back then that's something that like could happen often in which that like you find stories from other people you steal it make it some entertainment and you become this ginormous whodunit author who uh, agatha christie and that boy may have never seen any sort of um, recognition for the for the play or any sort of like compensation for it and it's terrible it's it's like it's I feel like it happens a lot, especially in Hollywood and in movies. Um, like true, cr- not true even crime in the past, stuff. But exactly, yeah, true crime stuff. We there's a Jeffrey Dahmer. I was movie, just gonna show that's yeah. recently out right now. That sort of ex- that's exploits that sort of thing, and uh, of course, like true crime podcasts and true crime documentaries, quote unquote, true crime like shows and stuff like that, all sort of exploit that idea of murders and turning it into entertainment. And even like shitty Hollywood people also have used. 9-11 as a jumping point for them to like make a movie where we're like i don't forgot which movie it was but it's with robert pattinson yeah which like it's called remember the, me the way that robert Pattinson, yeah remember me yeah the way he dies is because he's in the build one of the buildings in, in 9 that 9-11 hit and it's really shitty it's really 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 bad that like it turned out that way and like the way that like they used that to be their solution to their problem in this and that film was atrocious um and yeah, so for, I, I don't know, like, I, I really don't know my feelings towards that because I do indulge in, like, true crime stuff. I do indulge in things that, like, are based off actual murders and stuff like that. But as regards of, like, I guess in this manner, I guess I could kind of talk about it. Like, um, the fact that she sort of exploited this kid's death and, and, and that kid who's still alive may have not seen a cent is, in my opinion, kind of fucked up. I think even like serial killers now if someone makes a movie or documentary on them they have to get some consent from them or some way of like using their likeness and their story i'm not a a lawyer so i'm not sure (laughs) but i think that's sort of the process in which (laughs) yeah i don't know if you knew but um yeah i don't know if that's sort of the process regards to like owning that property or ip that you make a movie off of a murderer or someone's death and also uh, another comment on that there's also a movie that's coming out soon that's about emmett till Mm. which i personally don't feel right about right like it that's really weird and even in any case of like true crimes true crime stories and, and movies and stuff like that there's a lot of times where like those people that are you know that are related to the to the victims and stuff like that they usually come out about how mad they are about it right like i feel like yeah i usually hear stories after like something no comes one's out ever happy. Not happy about i've it. never heard yeah like, <laughs> no one, yeah. yeah everyone's always pissed off about it like at the end of it everyone's always mad everyone gets mad about it and i don't know like i i like sometimes it's hard for me to like differentiate what's an ethical like ethical entertainment in that matter where like oh this person's just exploiting 
this death and making it into entertainment and then do i watch do i not watch it how do i feel overall about it i really don't know i'm still trying to learn about that myself and and also too the fact that like everyone's mad about it afterwards like the people that were involved or related to people that are involved they get, get mad about it that's obviously where it's a bad thing where i wouldn't indulge myself or look at it in in the way that like i'd watch a certain movie but yeah how do you feel about that how do you feel about the topic of um using real life events tragic events into entertainment and into things that like make someone money for taking someone else's like tragic backstory or tragic story like how do you feel about that yeah it's it's so weird and it's so tricky like i don't know how much agatha christie like actually like how much of the real story she like actually used for like her novel or play like i don't know if she like just like jumped off of like oh like uh, the base of like oh these foster parents like killed their foster child like the basis of that i don't know if she went as far as to like include like all of the gruesome details or anything like that exactly in her story but it is like a fine line right it's like you can check off these like technicalities and like okay she didn't include like x y and z so technically maybe she only like got like 25 percent inspired by this or something like that as far as like true crime and like you know those like biographies go that are like made into film like it's yeah i've like never heard any member of any family saying like oh yeah we're so happy with this depiction we were totally like rightfully like compensated for like the profits from this like depiction i i can't i don't remember any like any family member or any institution like ever saying that i especially with this like whole jeffrey dahmer like i think it's a netflix tv show right now I recently saw a stat about it saying it was like, yet again, like it charted like number one. It was like, it topped like Squid Game like for its first week. And I'm like, this is just like all the more reason these companies and like studios will be encouraged to like continue doing this because people are watching, people are like tuning in. And yeah, like it doesn't feel good like at all. Like I don't, I don't watch any of these like, you know reenactments or recreations like i do admit i like have listened to true crime podcasts like i still listen to them in the past and like with those like it's again like a fine line of like awareness and like oh this is this person's story like we're shedding light on this like victim to like you know uplift like you know this like story and this family kind of thing but on the other hand, it's a it's running on a podcast. This is their career. This is how they make money kind of thing, like sharing these stories. So it's like, whoa, wait, that's kind of weird to think about. Like, yes, you are technically doing a good thing by like, you know, yeah, we're sharing like this like critical info about this unknown case, like, you know, so that you may also learn of like how not to like, you know, do X, Y, and Z like this victim did. But it's also like, yeah, but I'm hearing like a HelloFresh ad in the middle of this like, you know, like <laughs> freaking podcast. And I'm like, oh yeah, you need, they're making money off of this. And it's like- A, a better help ad in the middle of- Yeah, it. and it's like- Squarespace. <laughs> it's like offer code murder. That's M-U-R-D-E-R. Like, like this is so weird. Um, I, yeah, I always get thrown off by that. But anyways, in conclusion, it's such a weird, tricky space. I don't consume a lot of that stuff beyond, like, I guess the podcast. But, um, yeah, it it doesn't really feel that great overall. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's a really good point. Because, like, I, too, listen to podcasts about true crime. Like, one of my favorite podcasts is a true crime podcast. And that's where, like, I know a lot of, like, serial kills and cults and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know. It is a weird area where, like oh yeah we're learning about these terrible people so that we are better equipped in the future better equipped in our own personal lives or making sure we're not joining cults or anything like that but then yeah like i get (laughs) it's like hello fresh squarespace and and them making the money off of um these serial killers is like lives granted they're not like talking them in the bright light they're obviously like making fun of them and also just pointing out like how dumb they are and then also too just mentioning these these victims in a way that like is respectable and and obviously not a dick about it 
but then again it's like uh i don't know like <laughs> you're kind of still making off money off of like this terrible terrible act um and i guess like in my head the, the only real thing i could think of is like I, it, it really depends on the subject matter right like i think i think if you're making fun of this like terrible person this terrible serial killer and you're not obviously putting the victims in the dirt or like making that matter worse in any way or if you're commenting on a cult that happened and trying to expose the ways that cults get people in there like it's really really a thin line and i still don't know what that is yet i still don't know like if it's a good thing that i'm indulging in these true crime stuff or or anything like that but i'm trying to like be smarter about it especially with things like that emmett till movie which honestly does not look good at all like i'm very it's very uncomfortable like seeing that trailer and seeing that it's this big movie um really weird and like of course too like there are movies about like killing osama bin laden and things like that nature like it's it's interesting that we sort of like are okay with these certain aspects of life in which we sort of use for entertainment or used to be a storyteller or used to be something that's based off of like uh, a true event to become something that makes someone a lot of money regardless or if they're gonna be you know giving credit to the victims or giving any money to the victims it's weird it's interesting it's i like that you kind of pointed that out because it's a a very good talking point in which like i don't know how to consume certain entertainments or like how that affects it in an ethical sense i guess you can say but yeah i don't know it's it's all weird it's all really weird it's all <laughs> kind of like fuzzy and and like a weird thin line so to get back to the movie i know we were talking about a lot of of pros and things that we liked about it um was there anything that you didn't like did you have any cons about the movie or anything that you felt as if you know kind of don't threw the movie off for you i i wouldn't say this necessarily threw the movie off for me if anything it like i I don't know i like liked it i liked it (laughs) i laughed it's the comedy but yeah i think I'm trying to think of why I even like put this in like under cons and I feel like it's because I'm like just like thinking sitting with the movie and thinking about it like I kind of wish like you know this director or whoever wrote this movie Tom George and I don't know who wrote it whoever I I kind of wish they left their own unique mark with this movie in terms of like the tone and the comedy because I feel like I've like, you know, experienced this very similar quirky, like whimsy, like tone before, like everyone, all the critics online and including us, I think we're comparing it to movies that Wes Anderson has made. And for me specifically, this is specific to like a single joke in the movie, but I just thinking about it, I was just like shocked. They use the same exact joke. I was like, oh, okay. And specifically, like, this joke in Jojo Rabbit where, you know, they sort of play on, like, the repetition of, like, the Heil Hitler, like, uh, greeting and how kind of just ridiculous it is. And, you know, they do the same thing in this film when they, the policemen greet each other. And it was amusing. It was hilarious, honestly. Like, it, it didn't bother me that the joke was there. It was just something I noticed where I was like, oh, this is identical to, like, this other movie that was written and I've seen. So I think, yeah, all in all, I think I personally probably am just looking for a more of a unique mark, like, from this director and, like, writer in terms of, like, the tone and writing of the comedy. That's not to say, like, they borrowed some of these elements and it wasn't, like, the entire film, you know? It was, like, just a few things that reminded me, but it's it was still funny. It was still, like, really hilarious and I still really enjoyed this movie and, like, loved it, honestly. Um, so, yeah. It's not a hard con, I'd say. It's, like, a soft, soft con kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, like, how, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how did you kind of feel about, like, the comedy and, like, the comparisons to Wes Anderson? No, I totally got it. I totally understood the comparisons to Wes Anderson. Like, oh, it's Wes Anderson who done it. It's Wes Anderson's Knives Out. It's Wes Anderson this and that. Like, a lot of those like um, reviews and stuff like that all point out to the style of Wes Anderson. And and albeit Wes Anderson obviously paved a way for this certain style. And and if anyone even like does a a, 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 a smidgen a, a small <laughs> yeah. thing of that, 
a small smidgen, yeah, a small shimmer of it, they're going to be like, Wes Anderson, that's definitely Wes Anderson. How dare you use a pastel symmetrical <laughs> shot in your movie because you directly stole that from Wes Anderson. How dare you have whimsical jokes and, and whimsical characters that like feel like a Wes Anderson film because it's not a Wes Anderson film. It's like, uh, da, 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 da. I totally get it. I totally understand that like a lot of people would compare that or, or call some sort of connection to Wes Anderson. And that's just us as humans to compare things immediately and connect things that like could be related or unrelated to a certain thing. Um, I get it. And I understand that like a lot of those hallmarks that Wes Anderson does are in this film. Um, and a lot of the jokes and humor and stuff like that could be from Wes Anderson or like you said, like Taika Waititi in that matter. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it also is a soft con. Like it's not that like they like, directly jacked Wes Anderson's style or directly jacked Taika Waititi's humor it's just something that like we connect ourselves to and I think uh the overall thing with this is, is that like I also do wish that like there's something that they should have just uh something that they should have had that like left their own style on it maybe something that like let them know that they're this is I'm this director I am Tom George I yeah. make movies like this of course though this is like his like first or second film so maybe later down the line he'll continue to develop his style in a way that like we would recognize it like in any other director but yeah a soft con because overall this film was fantastic and i wouldn't change any of the style or change any of the humor but yeah like i i just wish that like in the future maybe hopefully he sort of gets to a point where we recognize a tom george film you know like i'm pretty sure most directors most people would love to hear that especially in a sense of like their own work but as regards to like what we don't like we're gonna just jump into the corner that is the rewriter's corner carmela do you have anything you want to rewrite change fix anything of that nature with this film uh i didn't i have not thought hard about like rewriting this movie i'm trying to think now i'm like scrambling i'm like oh i didn't do my homework i caught you <laughs> on the right time i saw your face like, what <gasps> rewriter's corner i know i mentioned previously like oh yeah like the reveal of like the actual like um murderer was like kind of weak but it still worked for the movie because it wasn't really about that kind of thing i think a part of me i guess i want to expand on that i i definitely feel like it could have been stronger in that sense where it it, it could have like capped off it, like really like cemented that ending of like filled it like with a little bit more meaning and like this would mean maybe even like changing like who who the murderer is kind of thing and now i'm scrambling to think about like who could it have been like i don't know like could have been like anybody for any number of reasons but i think overall like i think i'm probably looking for like a stronger finish in that sense and stronger like reveal i mean overall like i don't think i would rewrite anything major for the movie like period because i think i just had such a fun ride like with it i wouldn't like really change anything a part of me also wish sam rockwell's character was stronger in terms of like i guess a presence i don't know like he was just like he was who he was he was just like this mia like drunk like detective but it made sense for the movie but i think i was just looking for that and i don't know if that's just like the curse of like the trope where i'm expecting this detective to be more important and i'm like oh okay like maybe i should not expect that kind of thing but i did find myself kind of like wanting that so yeah i i guess like just these like missing like pieces those two missing pieces i'm like oh i wish they were a little like more mm, like more present a little bigger made more of an impact kind of thing I don't have any exact scenarios. I'm sorry. I was unprepared. So I definitely want to hear your rewriter's corner story. So yeah, for me, like, obviously I love the film. I don't think I could rewrite anything to make it even like more enjoyable in that sense, but I definitely have ideas in regards to like, um, what could have happened. Like I said earlier with Sam Rockwell's character, um, if he were to be the killer, it would have been, it would have dove, dove deep into a whole different movie if that would have happened. Yeah, definitely. Um, if like he was the killer and like being someone that's unaware of his actions and being this drunk and being also like this ki killer as well, um, that'd have been really fun to see. Just, just something that like would have switched up the whole tone of the film, of course, but also something that like would have had a more, had more punch with it apart from like it just being this like fun comedy whodunit it would have been like this like fun comedy but also psychological 
almost thriller at that sense of having someone that is so unaware of their actions and being the second person under alcohol or whatever it may be. Um, that would have been f- really fun to see. I personally don't have any major changes to to be, make it any better or anything like that. But mm. like you said, like I do wish Sam Rockwell also had like a big major part for us to actually be like invested in him more. Because I think everyone is invested in Sosha Rodin, obviously, and her comedy and what she's been doing and what she's doing. She kind of almost upstaged Sam Rockwell in that in that aspect but also sam rockwell's character is literally a drunk so it's kind of hard to like keep up with someone who's upbeat and and funny and witty and stuff like that but yeah that's the only thing and i think another major thing that um i would want to see or or something that like would help it was just for it to be a little bit more impactful like i said we are enjoying the fact that like it's not this groundbreaking film and we still enjoy it but it would have been it would have been interesting to see something that like really really made this film a ginormous impact on like the whole film industry and the whole whodunit aspect of it i don't know what that is but it would be cool to see it be pushed even further in that sense or for his next film whatever he may do tom george um i hope it's something that like has a lot more substance as regards to like us like being like damn this deserves all the awards this the actor actress they used fantastic blah blah blah. like i wish it, his next film his future films may have that impact because I think he has a lot of potential obviously this is like his first second film and he did a fantastic job with it and i just hope in the future like maybe something he makes will have this lasting impact not only us but like the rest of the film world and the film industry i hope that something happens for him because like i think he has the potential to create something that big but yeah and one last question <laughs> um like i said earlier we're just people that compare things humans tend to connect things that may be related or unrelated or super related and we just compare it for whatever reason but carmela my partner sophia after they watched it the second time i believed they said that this movie or they like this movie better than knives out and i want to ask you how do you how you feel about that statement (laughs) how you kind of compare the two and do you like this movie better than knives out well Okay, I I think that statement is fair because I know the reasoning behind it. I think it was a level of just enjoyment, and I feel like rewatchability, honestly, because uh, I I feel like I'd say this has more rewatchability than Knives Out in terms of because Knives Out, what was great about Knives Out was the fact that it revealed who the like pseudo killer was in the middle of the movie and then the movie turns from a whodunit into like a different type of movie and so you're like oh shoot like this movie just evolved before my very eyes and now i'm invested in a different way so it didn't like necessarily it, it definitely changed the whodunit genre but it didn't like you know it wasn't meta it didn't flip it on its head it it just like evolved like it was it was interesting it was it was brilliant like it was such a great movie whereas like you know this movie is like very much focused on playing with this like toy of a trope you know it's like very much like just like okay we have we know what we have we know the audience knows what this is like how are we gonna make this fucking hilarious and they did and they made it so funny and fun and enjoyable and so I feel like both movies are concerned with like doing two different things and comparing them feels like comparing like apples and bananas like they're both fruit right but you know and you're getting nutrients out of both of them but and and in terms of like which do I like better like yeah like Knives Out has that like you know critical acclaim of like wow this is groundbreaking this was like such a brilliant like like breath of fresh air for like the genre and then this movie was just like such a delight such a like it's a pocket of sunshine i can throw on screen and just like you know not have a care in the world and i'll like laugh out loud i don't know they're just doing two different things i'm trying to now i'm forcing myself to choose and you're watching my break <laughs> my watching my like brain break down like live which did i like better was that the question <laughs> sorry i'm like sweating <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do you need a de- dictionary definition? Do you need to use in a sentence? Can I can um, I phone a friend? <laughs> yes, it's a comparison. Kidding. Um, <laughs> phone a friend. Do we get a phone? <laughs> can I um can I buy a bell? Okay, so I think okay, this isn't fair because I haven't seen Knives Out in a minute. Like I think I've seen it twice now. Uh, the last time I saw it was two years ago. But if I were to choose. I think I would say, okay, I have recency bias. I ha- I totally have recency bias. Like I I just saw this movie and I'm like I remember vividly the feelings that it gave me. Okay, okay. I mean, whatever. I have I f- am fully aware I have recency bias right now because I'm say I'm gonna say like I like see how they run better than Knives Out. Hot take from Carmelo Campo. Um, whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, I I stand by that currently. I I'm gonna have to rewatch Knives Out now because I'm like I don't. I'm unsure of like this statement, but whatever. I'm gonna go with that for now for the sake of timing, because yeah. Anyways, throwing it back at you. I hope you go through the same breakdown. Oh whoa. <laughs> I, oh whoa break time i don't oh. think you will though because i feel like i know your answer um oh you know my answer okay yeah okay, i know okay. your answer um <laughs> <laughs> i think you're i think you're totally right like i think the comparison between this um is inhumane honestly i don't think uh, <laughs> you can compare these like two fantastic films i know how dare they um I don't think it could be compared in that capacity. I also just don't like comparing things because I think it discredits one work greatly. But yeah, like they're two two different movies. They two uh, tackled like different aspects of a whodunit film. And like you said, like we just watched See How They Run. So there may be recency bias that plays into either of our judgments. Um, and I too want to watch Knives Out again. But in my opinion, the movie that I like more is it's definitely still knives out i still have to watch it again Ooh, Sophia, carmel's giving me the thumbs down damn but yeah i i don't know i think i still do like knives out better whenever me and sophia talk about see how they run though i kind of get pushed more to that side like every time we talk about it every time like we quote each other or we quote at each other i laugh hard like, i laugh a lot so i'm like damn do i like this movie more than knives out um okay wait 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 but i mean the great thing is you can like both you know like exactly you don't have to choose you don't have to choose this is just this is just argument's sake though you know we we know that this is like an argument in which that like it's just in our opinions this may not be true for some people or whatever but i don't know it's just fun talking about this but in my in my head like i think knives out pulled off a major major thing and and really shook more grounds than this see how they run did um but again i have to watch knives out again and then like as i'm talking about see how they run i still want to i want to watch the run again even though i watched it just like a couple days ago so what does that say about the movie and how i feel about it it's a lot it's a lot it's a breakdown i get why you broke down you kind of like you know freaked out and kind of went <laughs> crazy um <laughs> trying to think of what movie you want to pick and i get it it's just you know fun little fun little talk it's not like we not like one movie's worse if we pick the other one obviously like we both obviously love these films and we both obviously think like it's a fantastic they're two fantastic like whodunit films but yeah it's it's uh you know it's just what we talk about it's fun fun banter um <laughs> but yeah see how they run fantastic film fantastic um work from tom george i hope to see more from him i hope he does more things like this fun whimsy I, of course, want to see Sam Rockwell more. I want to see, of course, my girl Saoirse Ronan more. I want to see Adrian Brody more. I think everyone in this movie actually really did kill it. Like, I feel like I'm just naming off <laughs> the actors list at this point. But yeah, See How They Run, fantastic film. It's a, it's a film that we both love and we both, like, it doesn't need to be a groundbreaking film for anyone to enjoy and feel comforted and, and have fun with it. And I'm glad that, like, this particular film was able to do that for both of us to be almost like a comfort film a film that like we just love watching we love laughing we love having fun and that's it it's not like 
a movie that we're going to see in any sort of awards. Maybe we will, but like, it's not, it doesn't feel like a movie that was made for that. You know, I feel like a lot of movies aim for that. And obviously it's, it's a big thing when people do that. And you could obviously see what aspects of that film make that or make it seem like they're shooting for that. But it was just a fun film and I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed this episode. And I hope you guys did too. Thank you for listening for our episode on see how they run. Um, my name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at the Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at Cat Malau. And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, retweet, repost, whatever that may be, that would help a lo- help us a lot as well. And for the people that are doing that on social media, like Twitter, Instagram, or what have you, we see you, we appreciate you, and all those little algorithm things that help us the little likes retweets repost whatever also help us a lot as well so whoever does it and um whoever has done it we appreciate you we thank you um we also have a program on anchor called listener supporter just you subscribe at any drama amount only if you're able to but that would help us a lot as well um but with that thank you for listening everybody and keep on watching for Sorsha Ronin, let's go. Let's go. Sorsha, 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 Sorsha. Sorsha. <laughs>